Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. This week, our little talking intro is going to be quick because we are on a bit of a vacation, soaking up the last few days of summer before Conchetta starts school again. But she has a quick message to all of you for the new school year. Um, I hope good luck and I hope you guys That's very sweet. Yes, we hope you guys make a bajillion, jillion, killion. Oh, a bajillion, zillion, million friends. And we definitely wish you good luck. So, okay, guys, let's start with part two of Harry versus the 100 first days of school. <gasps> Hang in there. Part 2 of Harry versus the First 100 Days of School. Chapter 4 Diamond. Day 11, Friday, September 21st. The cafeteria is in the basement of the Graham School. It's painted pale green and has long tables and tiny windows. First grade and fourth grade eat at the same time, so Harry always looks for Charlotte. When he sees her, he waves, but the two grades aren't allowed to sit together. Harry sits with his friends. Every Friday is Pizza Friday. Almost nobody brings lunch on Pizza Fridays because pizza is delicious. Harry waits in line to get cheese pizza, fruit cocktail, and a carton of milk. Yummy yum, he says as he sits down with his tray. Yummy yum too, says Diamond, slurping her milk. Yummy yum yum, says Mason. Yum, says Abigail. Hey, Harry says, maybe I could become a pizza eating expert. That could be my first grade expert thing. He is only half joking. That's not a school kind of expert says Kamani. That's like a thing you do on weekends. Watch this, says Diamond. She rips off her pizza crust and shoves the whole thing in her mouth at once. Wow! Harry rips off his crust. He tries to get it into his mouth, but it won't fit. It's too much to chew. Oof! Harry spits the crust into his napkin. Maybe he won't try to be a pizza-eating expert after all. Day 12, Monday, September 24th. At morning meeting, Miss Peekschnitzel tells the students that they will be counting the first 100 days of school. 
Today is the twelfth day, she says. On the one hundredth day, we'll have a party. Yay! cries Diamond. Can I bring marshmallows? asks Wyatt. You can bring one hundred marshmallows, says Mrs. Peekschnitzel. Or one hundred paper clips. Or one hundred stickers. Everyone will bring one hundred somethings. Now, it's time to talk about classroom jobs. You'll get a job today, and you'll keep that job for a couple of weeks at least, explains the teacher. Harry's job is calendar. That means that today he writes the number 12 in the correct square in the blanket calendar that's on the wall. Calendar is a terrible job. It's just writing in a square. A baby could write in a square. Okay, a baby could not write in a square, but Harry wants to be a line leader like Diamond. Line leader gets to be at the front every single line. Diamond lifts her chin high, walking to music. Everyone is behind her as they go downstairs, past the office with the rows of mail cubbies, past the security guard in her neat blue uniform, to the auditorium. How come you get to be the line leader? Harry whispers, sitting down. I'm good at being in line, Diamond whispers back. I'm good at it too. No, you're not. You're always talking to Mason. Yeah, that does happen. Lining up is super boring, that's why. That's because Mason is my best friend, explains Harry. But I'd be quiet if I got to be line leader. The auditorium is a big room with a stage and wooden chairs that are bolted to the floor. Music class happens on the stage where there is a piano. Mrs. Boggs, the music teacher, says hello and shows them her accordion. She has a barky voice and sleek short hair. She holds the accordion between her hands and squeezes it in and out to make a moaning noise. Then she adds fingers on the keyboard and plays a song. Harry knows that song. It's row, row, row your boat. Mrs. Boggs tells them that there's a long history of boat songs and songs about the ocean. They'll be learning some of them in first grade. They'll sing, row, row, row your boat, and then she teaches them a new song. Cape Cod girls ain't no, got no combs. Heave away, haul away. They comb their hair with codfish bones. Bound away for Australia. Cape Cod kids ain't got no sleds. Heave away, haul away. They slide down hills on codfish heads, bound away for Australia. The teacher adds in the accordion as they all sing again. Harry remembers that Charlotte told him Mrs. Boggs is the teacher who yells sometimes. But she isn't yelling now. She is making music. Day 13, Tuesday, September 25th. During math, Miss Peekschnitzel hands out charts with 100 squares on them. 10 rows of 10, 
There are numbers inside the squares. She says, color in all the nines, my friends. Harry wants to color with green, but Diamond takes it first. You can have blue, she says when he complains. Fine, who cares? Harry colors all his nines with the blue pencil. They make a stripe up his paper. He keeps coloring and thinks. Diamond is a booger head. Diamond is a booger head. I don't like her, not at all, cause Diamond is a booger head. Diamond sits next to him, still coloring in green. I thought of a poem and you can't hear it, Harry tells her. Please, she says, nope. Pretty please, tell me the poem. No way, he says. Diamond raises her hand. Miss Peekschnitzel, Harry thought of a poem and now he won't let me hear it. Oh no, the teacher comes over. Do you want to share your poem, Harry? Harry's face feels hot. Nuh-uh. Then why did he tell me he had a poem? Whines Diamond. He shouldn't say that and then say I can't hear it. It's like saying you have candy and you won't share. It's not exactly the same, says Mrs. Peekschnitzel. A poem might be a personal or private one. Diamond huffs. I'm gonna finish my nines and not think any more about this disaster, she says. Day 14. Wednesday, September 26th. In science, they taste test red, yellow, and green apples. Mr. Darrell has cut them into chunks. Which one do you like best? He asks. He writes the question on the whiteboard with his muscly arms. Green ones for sure, because green is my favorite color, says Diamond as they sample the apples. It's my favorite color too, but color isn't the same as yummy, said Harry. It is to me. Did you even taste the red and yellow ones? I don't need to, I only like green. Why are you even talking to me, says Harry. You tell me I talk too much in line, and now you talk too much in class. Nuh-uh, yeah-huh. Mr. Darrell pulls the class. Which one is the most delicious? He draws a chart that shows the results. Most people picked yellow, like Harry. It was the sweetest. A few people liked red and one person liked green. I'm the only one who liked green apples best, says Diamond to Kamani as they line up to go back to Mrs. Peachnitzel's classroom. I win. Kamani high-fives Diamond. Tasting is not a winning thing, says Harry. There wasn't a winner. There was too a winner, says Diamond. And why are you talking in line? Day 15, Thursday, September 27th. After playtime, morning meeting, math, and reading, it is always time to line up for lunch. 
Today, Harry has a peanut butter sandwich plus canned peaches, applesauce, and a box of raisins. Blech. That is what his mom packs when there's not much else in the house. Diamond is leading the line right in front of him. She peeks into her lunch bag. Leftover pasta with meatballs. Hooray! Then it's time to go downstairs and Diamond lifts her chin high again, all proud to be the line leader. Harry pushes her as they start to walk. Just a little push. She's not walking fast enough. Also, he's totally tired of her. Stop, says Diamond. Harry pushes her again, a little harder than before. Miss Peekschnitzel turns. We need to have a serious talk, Mr. Harry, she says. How did she see what happened? Does she have eyeballs in the back of her head? Everyone walks to the cafeteria, where the lunch aides watch the kids. Miss Peekschnitzel makes Harry stay in the hall with her. They sit down on two hard chairs. She lets him start eating his yucky sandwich and talks about how hands are not for pushing. If you are angry at your friend, that's okay, says the teacher. Everyone gets angry sometimes. Our job in first grade is to say how we feel with words. Harry knows that. He is sorry he pushed Diamond. But he does not know how to say how he feels in words. If he tried, it would come out, think she won the apples, bragged about a yummy lunch, didn't share the green pencil, pizza expert, line leader, boogerhead. He knows that are not, those are not the words Miss Peekschnitzel wants to hear. She wants organized words and nothing about boogers. So he doesn't say any words at all. He just stares at the floor and bites his thumb. Do you want to tell me how you're feeling about Diamond? Mrs. Peekschnitzel asks after a minute. No, Harry can't look her in the eye. Okay, well, can you use words in the future instead of pushing? Harry nods. Great, it was nice to have this talk with you, Harry, says the teacher. You may go to lunch now and I'll see you after. As he heads into the cafeteria, Harry thinks that she did all the talking really, not him. Day 16, Friday, September 28th. When your calendar, there is one special part of the job. You get to lead a song about the days of the week. Miss Peekschnitzel had been waiting to introduce it, but today she taught it to Harry privately first thing when he got to school. Now he stands up in front of everyone and leads them. What is today? Friday, Friday. What was yesterday? Thursday, Thursday. What is tomorrow? Saturday, Saturday. Harry points at all the different days on the calendar with a stick. The other kids are watching him. Calendar is not such a bad job after all. Diamond raises her hand. 
It's a poem, she says. Nuh-uh, calls out Wyatt. It's a song. It's a poem and a song, says Diamond. Later, during writing time, the teacher asks, what rules should we all follow in school? She has everybody brainstorm answers on their paper without worrying about spelling. When they are finished, she has them share their best ideas. Don't throw clothespins, says Jaden. Don't go under the table, says Abigail. Come to school on time, says Mason. Don't pick your boogers, says Wyatt. Everyone laughs. Let's be serious, said Miss Peekschnitzel. I am serious, says Wyatt. You really shouldn't pick them. Don't bully people, says Adam. Or say mean stuff about their families, adds Orlando. Share the green pencil if somebody wants it, says Harry. Don't push the line leader, says Diamond. Harry knows she is right. Sorry about that, he whispers. It's okay, Diamond whispers back. Sorry I didn't share the pencil. Day 17, Monday, October 1st. Harry and Charlotte are walking to school. Just the two of them without their mom. It feels very grown up. The ginkgo trees have turned bright yellow the way they do every autumn. Leaves sprinkle the sidewalk all down the block. There are ginkgo berries on the ground too. They smell like farts. Harry decides to collect the pretty yellow leaves for his classroom. He wants to bring 100. Hurry up, says Charlotte. We'll be late. But Harry is counting leaves. When he puts all 100 leaves on her desk, Miss Peekschnitzel gives Harry a huge smile, even though he is late. The students make ginkgo leaf rubbings. They put the leaves bumpy side up, set paper on top of them, and roll the long sides of crayons hard across the bumps. Leaf shapes turn up on their papers like magic. Harry moves his leaves and rubs his paper over and over so it looks like there's a lot of leaves all across it. He uses a million colors. I made rainbow leaves, he says. You need green to make a rainbow, says Diamond. They're not rainbow leaves unless you have green. She looks down at the green crayon in her hand, and it's the only green crayon at goat table. She hands it to Harry. Here, you take a turn. And Harry does. Chapter 5. Family Circles. Day 18, Tuesday, October 2nd. The students have library with Miss Telecherry on Tuesdays. Miss Telecherry has thick hair she wears in a ponytail and a long oval face. She reminds Harry of a friendly horse. Today, she's wearing a fuzzy brown sweater. 
The librarian has already shown the kids where to find fiction picture books and nonfiction picture books on the shelves. Now she brings them to her special story time area that looks like a wooden ship. It has a pretend sail and everything. Get on board, she says. Inside, they make believe ship. The kids sit on three levels of risers covered with brown carpet. Miss Tellicherry sits by the ship's wheel and reads a book about a kid on a bus with his grandma. Wyatt puts up his hand. I live with my grandma too, he says. Where's your mom? Diamond asks. Wyatt shrugs. That's who I live with. Harry puts his hand up, but other people are shouting out. I live live with my mom and dad and my brothers, says Kimani. I live with my mom and mama, says Diamond. I live with six dogs, says Abigail. Then she giggles. Harry wonders if she's joking or pretending. I wish I lived with six dogs, says Mason. We'll talk about our families tomorrow, says Miss Peekschnitzel. Right now, it's time for everyone to choose a book, right? Harry finds a book that shows a boy in a wrestling costume on the cover. Inside are pictures of weird, silly monsters. It looks so fun. He's totally taking it home. Day 19. Wednesday, October 3rd. The teacher asks about people's families. I live with my husband, Carl, and my mother, she tells them. Where are your children? asks Mia. They're grown up and moved away. Harry puts his hand up. I live with my mom and my sister, he tells the class. He wants to explain that his dad lives far away in Boston and that he can't even remember when daddy used to live with them. But there isn't enough time because Amrika calls out, I live with my mom and dad. I live with my dad and my sister, says Jaden. And then with my mom and my sister when it's a different week. I live with my mom, papa, and my dog Pebble, says Mason. And my birth mother lives in Ethiopia. Some kids live with only one grown-up. Some live with two or even three. Elijah has a pet ferret. Isabella has a sister and a foster mom and dad, plus a mom. Orlando has two dads. That's weird, Elijah says to Orlando. Not any weirder than a ferret, says Diamond. Yeah, says Orlando. Ferrets aren't weird, says Elijah. Nobody's family is weird. All families are just families, says Miss Peekschnitzel. Her voice sounds final. What about ferrets? asks Diamond. It would be more accurate to say that ferrets are unusual pets here in Brooklyn, says the teacher. Day 20, Thursday, October 4th. 
During morning meeting, Miss Peekschnitzel tapes a large sheet of paper to the wall over the book bins. This will be our sparkly word wall, she says. It's different from our sight word wall. These words will make our conversations and our stories sparkle. And you can use these words even if you can't spell them. She writes the word weird on the sparkly word wall. Then she writes usual and unusual. Weird means spooky or strange, but unusual just means uncommon, not ordinary. She sounds out the word unusual. It's okay to be weird, says Abigail. My mom says it takes all types to make the world. Miss Peekschnitzel nods. I agree, but weird can be a hurtful word sometimes. I think unusual is a different from the word weird, says Elijah, saying the long new word carefully. Ferrets are unusual pets, but not weird pets. Harry raises his hand. Cheese puffs are weird if you think about them too much, he says, but they're usual. Everyone is silent for a moment, considering cheese puffs. Harry thinks he might like the sparkly word wall quite a lot. Without it, he wouldn't have had that idea. And now everyone in the class is thinking about cheese puffs. Day 21, Friday, October 5th. During social studies, the students make family circle charts. Each kid puts a small circle in the middle of the paper. Inside that circle goes the kid's name. Around that goes a circle for names of other kids in the family. And around that goes a circle for the grown-ups. And around that goes a circle for the old people. However many parents you want to put, that's fine, says the teacher. If you have more important people who live far away, put down their names too. And if you want to put down cousins, godparents, or anyone else, do it. It's all good. Elijah raises his hand. What about my ferret? Mason puts up his hand. What about my dog? Let's just put humans, says Mrs. Peekschnitzel. But my ferret is important to me, says Elijah. So is my dog, says Mason. So are my six dogs, says Abigail. Okay, fine, Miss Peekschnitzel sighs. You can put pets in the same circles as kids. Harry's chart has him in the center. In the kid circle, he puts Charlotte. In the grown-up circle, he writes Mommy and Daddy. And then his mother's brother, Uncle Steve. He adds Aveline, his babysitter. In the old people circle, he puts Baba and Grandpa, Grandpa Mike, Grand Aunt Erna, Grandpa Cillian, and Nana. Abigail has put six dog names in the kids circle. 
She reads them to Harry since the words are tricky. Tally, puddle duck, bacon, eggs, scooter, and toad, says Abigail. Do you really have six dogs? whispers Harry. Abigail nods, but one corner of her mouth turns up. Harry is still not sure whether to believe her. Wyatt's grown-up circle says mom, but not dad. His old people circle has a bunch of names. Harry's curious, but he remembers what Miss Peekschnitzel said. All families are just families. So he didn't ask. Day 22, Tuesday, October 9th. Yesterday was a holiday. Nobody went to school. Harry went to Mason's apartment. They played with Pebble. Mason's mom took them to the park. Then they ate spaghetti. Today, Miss Peach Peaks Snitzel <laughs> explains about the day off. It has traditionally been called Columbus Day, but change makers in more and more places are renaming it Indigenous Peoples Day. How come? asks Harry. Columbus was a famous explorer who traveled from Spain a long time ago in 1492. She shows them on the map. He landed in what's now Haiti, North America. But his arrival led to sad and terrible things for the people who were already living there and in the rest of North America. She points on the map. Renaming the day honors the first people of this land, the indigenous or First Nations people. Indigenous means that people come from this land and have always been here. She says students at the Graham School will study this history in fourth grade. She shows them another map. Here, you can see the names of the indigenous groups and their territories from that time. The Lenape are from New York City area where we live now. After lunch, Miss Peekschnitzel writes the word indigenous on the sparkly word wall. Does anyone know if your family members are indigenous Americans? Robbie raises his hand. Lots of kids shrug. They aren't sure. If your family isn't indigenous, that means they came here from somewhere else at some point in time. Remember, the people in your family circles, Miss Peekschnitzel points to the wall where they're all taped up. Did your parents or other important adults grow up far away from the USA? Raise your hand if they did. A bunch of kids put up their hands. Others seem unsure. Harry raises his hand because his father came from Ireland. Great, hands down. Now, are your old people, grandparents and so on from far away? Says Miss Peekschnitzel. Raise your hand if they are. Hands go up. Harry puts his up because his Nana and Grandpa Killian still live in Ireland and Baba came from Ukraine. Thank you, hands down. Now. Even you might have come from far away when you were little. Do you know if you did? Mason, Orlando, and Maddie put up their hands. 
My grandparents came here from Poland and Germany, says Miss Peekschnitzel. Mason waves his hands. My dog came from New Jersey, he says. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Make sure you're subscribing so you get alerts every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. Please make sure to send in those shoutouts to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or send us a direct message on any one of our social medias. Thank you and we wish you the best day or the best night. Thank you.